How did the early church read scripture? I'm Father Kurt Hine with Light of Christ Anglican Church, and we are on our fourth week of studying this book on the Incarnation by St. Athanasius. It's been a good time. We are on the chapter, Refutation of the Jews. And as soon as you start reading this chapter, you'll realize that Athanasius is not exactly reading scripture like we read scripture today. So what, he's do what is he doing? Well, the early church recognized two senses of scripture. The literal sense, so this is the sense that is you would think about what does the what does the text just actually say to the people of that time and then the spiritual sense or the mystical sense this sense was how it revealed jesus christ his life death resurrection and his coming again so they believed in this two sent these two senses of scripture in fact there were two major schools in the early church the one based around antioch emphasized this literal sense and literal reading of scripture and then the alexandrian school which emphasized the spiritual reading of scripture. Now, where was St. Athanasius from? You guessed it, he's from Alexandria. So he's going to be emphasizing this spiritual mode of reading scripture. Now today, we're really comfortable with the literal sense because we live in a very scientific age that likes to emphasize the literal mechanics of things to break things down into it, their component parts. But often we do this at the expense of seeing the entire picture. So culturally, we're more comfortable with a literal sense, and when we encounter somebody reading scripture in this spiritual mode or the spiritual sense, we encounter it as being less true or less authentic to the text. However, the early Christians didn't just create spiritual reading from nothing in order to support their views of Jesus. They were following in a deeply Jewish tradition. When a rabbi commented on the Old Testament, it's called a midrash, and in, and in these midrashim, he, they would use a similar process of spiritual application to people in their times. In fact, we see this in the New Testament itself with St. Paul. If you remember in Galatians, he takes the historical story of Abraham's two wives, and what does he do? He gives it a spiritual interpretation. He says the one wife is the old covenant, and the one wife, the other wife, is the new covenant. And so we see Paul doing this. In fact, in, um, in our epistle reading for the third Sunday of Lent in 1 Corinthians 10, Paul talks about the exodus out of Egypt and the idolatry and sexual immorality of the people at Mount Sinai. And he says this, he says, quote, Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. And so Paul sees that there's a, a literal historical interpretation, but on that interpretation, there's also this spiritual application for us today that the Holy Spirit is, is giving us. So how are we supposed to understand these two senses? Are they opposed to each other? Or do they sort of run parallel to each other without interacting? Well, I believe that these two modes of reading scripture are, are um, is because we also believe, I also believe that scripture has dual authorships. That, all, that, that scripture has dual authorship. There are two authors of scripture, and this is what makes scripture unique. There is both a human author and a divine author at the same time. The human element corresponds to the little, literal interpretation, yet through that writer, the Holy Spirit moves to reveal Jesus Christ this, through a spiritual interpretation. So this twofold aspect of scripture is really rooted in the doctrine of biblical inspiration, which Paul talks about in 2 Timothy 3.16. And we have to remember that when Paul says scripture, he means the Old Testament. He says, quote, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, 
that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So without the human author being diminished in any way, and so retaining his personality, cultural, historical, linguistic realities, the Holy Spirit elevates his writing to contain the very breath of God. And what does the Holy Spirit always reveal? The Holy Spirit always reveals to us Jesus. So this makes all scripture, even when it seems infinitely remote from our context, it makes it eminently relevant for us to mature us, as Paul says, as men and women being transformed more and more into the image of Jesus Christ. And this is what the early church is getting at when it calls this mystical sense or spiritual sense of scripture. So you'll notice that the doctrine, the Christian doctrine of inspiration is really a branch that's that's coming off of the root doctrine of incarnation and sacraments. And this is very, very different than the Muslim or Mormon understanding of, of inspiration. Right? We, do, we do not believe that scripture was delivered to us directly from the heavens by God. No. Instead, God by his grace elevated the natural talents and situations of the writers to bring us his genuine and trustworthy word without diminishing one ounce the human authorship or violating the human agency of the author. So this then creates a twofold dynamic in scripture, the literal, that is the grammatical and historical constrained meaning, and the spiritual, meaning the meaning scripture as a revelation of God through Jesus. Yet these two meanings are not opposed to each other. One way to link these two meanings is to understand that the writers of the Old Testament write about their true experiences and their true memory of their experiences of God. And they do this while, expect, while expressing a messianic longing throughout. So in other words, the entire Old Testament, the prehistory, the law, the history, the poetry, the prophets, they all express a human, Holy Spirit-inspired longing for God to make the world right again through the Messiah. And they do this precisely within the constraints of their particular time, language, culture, etc. So this is how these two meanings link the literal and the spiritual together. So we can read the, the literal interpretation in this light, and we do the hard work of learning the original languages, learning the historical context, and show how this longing is fulfilled and given its complete spiritual meaning in Jesus Christ for all eternity. So I hope you found this little primer on scriptural interpretation helpful as you read through this scrap this uh, this chapter entitled Refutation of the Jews. Remember again that Athanasius is from Alexandria and therefore emphasizes the spiritual interpretation of the text. And although his arguments may not feel powerful to us moderns, they would be effective during his time as the Jews would share in methods similar to Athanasius in reading and, and applying the Old Testament. And I think we, we need to recognize and develop this way of reading scripture in our lives as well, this spiritual sense. Like you can never reduce a human to just their parts, right? You are more than just a biological bag in motion. You are a person, a soul. So also we cannot reduce scripture to just a grammatical historical reading. A person permeates the entire Old Testament. And that person is the spirit of Jesus Christ. So this way of reading doesn't only give us head knowledge, but it gives us the very life of God himself. Well, thank you. I hope this was helpful. I look forward to discussing this chapter with you, and I will see you soon.